0: Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're having ongoing digital discipleship conversations about when and where the kingdom and the culture collide.
1: Episode 38, Courage, the currency
0: of the future. Yeah, so I want to go all the way back to Joshua 1, where Moses dies and god says in verse 1 of joshua 1 moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this jordan you and all this people to the land which i am giving them the children of israel every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon i have given you not i will give you i have given you and as as i said to moses from the wilderness And this Lebanon, as far as the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage for this people. You shall divide as an inheritance to the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Question mark. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. This is the charge that God gave to Joshua after Moses dies. Now, the whole nation has been in mourning. Moses is like one of the most popular people on the planet. So for God to show up to Joshua who was Moses's assistant and tell him Moses is dead. It's, It's really obvious. And sometimes you see God saying real obvious stuff because it really needs to be said. And this was God's way of saying it's time to snap out of mourning and it's time to move. So there's a time where God comforts us in our mourning, and one of the ways we know that we've been comforted is God gives us the ability to move past what we're mourning over. So God is like, okay, it's time to move, it's time to inherit the land. And he basically says that, you, you know, you're going to have victory, no one's going to stand before you, be strong and very courageous. And so he, he says, you need to be strong and courageous to engage these enemies, right? So there's land that was promised, but this promise is not without a conflict. Um, The war has already been won. I have given you the land, past tense, but now you have to go get it. So there is a battle, uh, even though the war has already been won. And one of the reasons you see later in the book of Joshua, the enemy tries to seduce Joshua into a treaty is because Satan knows that if he fights Joshua, he loses. So this is how the enemy tries to bring compromise in our life. So if we compromise and we don't contend with something, we won't have victory over it, but we get comfortable in it instead of having victory over it. And that's what happened with Joshua later on in his life. But I want to focus now just um, a few things to think about um, as it relates to the people of Israel before they could go into the promised land. Number one, they had to cross the Jordan. It's a picture of being baptized into Jesus, um, and that's a type and shadow. So they had to come through the rivers or the baptism of Jordan, and um, Jesus even needed to start his ministry in in the Jordan River. John proved his ministry in the Jordan River. There's something very prophetic about that specific uh, geographical place. You could call it a thin place, a place where heaven and earth are. Mm -hmm. extra close. But there's great purpose um, in, in this whole thing. So then the men needed to be circumcised and healed first. So many times people want to walk in the benefit of covenant, but don't want to walk in covenant. And so all of the men needed to be circumcised. And Joshua did what their fathers didn't do. And that's a real look at what real ministry is. Ministry is often us stepping in and doing what fathers didn't do, helping to provide a sense of identity and purpose. Uh, calling, discipline, instruction, and facilitating uh, growth and movement in people's life. And, and so that's what Joshua had to do. He had to circumcise his generation. And some of us, we bear the sword for our generation, and it's a part of the calling of God. They had to be healed. You know, you cannot enter into the promised land unhealed. That's, that's another. There's another message there. Now, there was two tribes. Uh, Gad was one of them. It was Gad and Reuben, I believe. And they did not want to fight. They wanted to stay on the other side. Um, and God uh, God through Moses said, no, that's not going to happen, because if you don't fight, your brothers are going to be discouraged. So that's a really important thing to think about when you're thinking about a, a leadership uh, in a business, in a marriage, in a church. If you don't play your position, you will be the reason that other people are discouraged. So that's really important to understand and discern what is your responsibility, and to really take that seriously and do that. The other thing that the, had to happen is the spies had to go into the Land. They had to see the land and they had to bring clusters of, of grapes and things back from the land, which is almost like a first fruit offering to the Lord. That's another thing. Um, another thing that ha- happened is that only those with the right perspective could enter in. So y- your perspective could make or break you. Only those who saw through the eyes of faith could go in. And Joshua and Caleb gave a good report. They were the ones who ate the good of the land and all those who did not give a good report did not enter into the the promise. So seeing it is very, very important to be able to see things from God's perspective. So these are things that had to happen. So God encounters Joshua and he says, Moses is dead and be strong, be courageous. And then he tells him again, be very courageous. And the expression of very courageous in Joshua one is to carefully observe all that is written in the word of God. So it takes courage to get into conflict and fight your enemies, but it takes a lot of courage to obey God, even living among God's own people um, you, you saw that you, who, who were the ones that wanted to kill Jesus? It wasn't Rome that was trying to kill him. In fact, Rome tried to wash their hands uh, and say, I don't want to kill him. It was his own people. Um, and so that, that's kind of like even Joseph's own brothers. We see this all, uh, through scripture. And this is just part of, uh, the reality of, the bible and, and many times jesus said it this way your enemies will be those of your own house so sometimes jesus was sold out from his own uh ministry judas right his own finance guy you know <laughs> his cfo sold him out you know it's not uh it's not the best deal but jesus had to be betrayed to be crucified and so sometimes even us being betrayed actually serves the purposes and plans of god even in our life even if it doesn't feel good so anyway he reminds them i'll be with you And I think this is ultimately what I'm wanting to say to those who are listening as you drive, as you uh, train, whatever it is that you're doing. It really does take courage to go places that you haven't been and do things that you haven't done. And I really believe that courage is going to be the currency of the church's future. And it, it was the currency of the church's past in the sense of, like the early church was known for radical courage and boldness, um, Rome the Romans persecuted them, killed them, fed them to lions. I mean, it, they endured an incredible suffering, torture, death, um, all types of stuff. And so, I, I really believe that the church is going to be marked in this next season by courage and courage is the ability to stand up and to stand against things that are destructive to humans created in the image and likeness of God. So conflict, Joshua is getting ready to fight and that that's conflict that requires courage. Another thing that we need courage for even personally in our, in our own lives is change change, it's really difficult to change. Mm -hmm. And I I think that one of the things that I see in people and in discipling people and in caring for people and challenging people is that many people don't have the courage to ask themselves challenging questions that lead to real change. And I think that if there's something we would love to provide for the listener today, I think it's the encouragement to ask challenging questions because if there's no challenge, there's no change. And we all wanna change, we all wanna grow, we all wanna progress. Um, whether you're paying debt, losing weight, building wealth, building strength, building a family, building a church, building a business, innovating an idea, you, you want to see progress, you want to see growth, you want to see flourishing, you want to see prosperity. And that's awesome, but none of that comes without conflict, without challenge, and without change. And I think that the first person that we really need courage f- with is ourselves. We need courage to face ourselves, Like the fat guy getting on a scale. He needs courage to be honest with himself enough. Um, I think that people have become excellent at avoiding the hard questions that lead to real change. And I think that that's detrimental to who they are and who they're becoming. Um, And I say that because I've been there myself. I know how that goes. I know how it feels to not want to open you know your app and look at what's in the bank account or not want to look at how much debt you have on a card or not want to look at your, your the weight on a scale cuz it's going to tell you something or not wanting to try on a shirt cuz it doesn't fit like I know all that and I know that if you don't begin to have courage to take courage and to ask yourself the difficult questions there won't be any real change anyway um, so Josh is getting ready, you know, to fight. He's going to do things he's never done. He's going to a place he's never been. Uh, you know, it's very clear that all these battles are his first. Y- you know, well, not his first. He he fought some battles under Moses's administration. So the one good thing is he was tested. Um, but now he doesn't have Moses, so he he's now the one who has to call the shots and make the decisions. And he has to hear from God. And and so now it's really, it gets very real when that is your responsibility, when a nation is looking to you. Um, So anyway, you cannot and will not fulfill your calling without courage. Joshua could not have went into those conflicts and he could not have taken the land without courage. Um, Another thing is you cannot have success without courage. Like anyone who does anything that matters must have courage. So, one of the things that's really interesting about uh, Jesus is that this is Jason Upton commenting on Jesus in the Gospels. He's like, You are wisdom, you ask questions. So, Jesus knows everything, yet he asks questions. And he's not asking questions so that he learns, he's asking questions so that we learn, which is really important because if I ask you a question and you discover the answer, you own it. If I give you the answer, you're borrowing it from me. And so I think that asking better questions leads to definitely better answers. And the right questions can lead to real change and transformation. Um, for those of you who are wanting to, let's say, grow in your ability to ask questions, there's a great book entitled Good Leaders Ask Great Questions by John C. Maxwell. I highly recommend that book. As it relates to learning to ask questions. And that's a learned behavior. The same way listening is a learned behavior. The Bible tells us be slow to speak because we're not, and be quick to listen because we're not, and slow to anger because we're not. So those are all things that we learn through discipline. And in that discipline, we gain wisdom. Now, I'm gonna ask just a whole bunch of basic questions. So uh, for those who are listening, I want to ask you, you know, what are you feeling conflicted about currently? This is the listener. Like, you may be driving on the way to work, um, on the way to a job that you hate. You may be struggling in your marriage. You may be struggling financially. You may be having a health complication that you don't even know what it even is. So, what are you feeling conflicted about currently? And how intense is this conflict within you? Um... If someone came to you with the exact situation that you're going through right now, what would you say to them? So lift yourself out of your situation and give yourself advice. Um, let me ask you this. Do you find it difficult to take your own advice? Like I think of Solomon. Like If Solomon would have taken, taken his own advice, he wouldn't have not finished well. And, and sometimes the answer to what we need to do is intuitively within us what do you think about that dk
1: yeah i mean
0: like have you ever knew you needed to do something and you found it was like pretty challenging but you already knew
1: yeah i did and it it was always easier to tell other people what to do but (laughs) me following it it was yeah always a hurdle (laughs) yeah and you always justify it yeah because you know when you point it to yourself you have all this context of yourself so you think oh you, you have excuses when you point it outwards you don't you don't have that context
0: yeah that's interesting and, and you know why that is because we judge other people by their actions but we judge ourselves by our intentions mm. and you could have good intentions and still give bad advice and you could give good advice and still be living badly <laughs> so yeah. so it's like but i what i sense is that we're living in a time where god has always wanted to make it real for his people mm-hmm. but other people's lives really depend on us getting it right. Yeah. Like if if the people who are supposed to be the rescue agents mm-hmm. are lost, that that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, let me ask you this: uh, Is it me, or is it sometimes hard to take your own advice?
1: <laughs> it's
0: hard because
1: you're admitting there's something wrong, and I think. Um, that's the courage piece. Because I think part of why that's hard is because you, you sometimes people don't believe that I could be a, rise above this. So I think first you have to believe I'm I'm better than this. I could rise above it. And there's a path forward. If that belief comes first, I think it's easier to face the issues you have and have courage to face it. But I think that sometimes that's lacking. And it's why we, we don't have the courage to look at the problems we
0: have. Almost like saying hope fuels courage.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, now, and this is to the listener, is there something stopping you from dealing with this inner conflict that you feel? Maybe this inner conflict is a a hard conversation that you have to have with a loved one. Um, my, my advice on that is say it privately, say it gently. And if you have to say something hard, say it softly and privately. Um, that, that's... So sometimes this inner conflict is something that is strictly within us. And then there's other times where that takes expression in the form of a hard conversation. Sometimes the only way forward is a hard conversation. Yeah. Um, I've seen that. Yeah. It's not easy, but it is what it is. Most
1: way, most times that's the, the key to
0: breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. Hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Now, what is this inner, uh, this unresolved inner conflict preventing you from? In other words, what is it? not de- like what what is not dealing with this inner conflict costing you yeah like that's that's a, that's a thing like many times people live with tolerance and they call it peace mm-hmm. and it's not peace it's it's tolerance and it's a refusal to confront things mm-hmm. L- let me give you an example let's just say i want to do something stupid right mm-hmm. and so because i'm married and my wife is not stupid I withhold information from her. Let's just say something, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Not sinful, but just something dumb. Mm -hmm. Right? If I withhold the information from her and then I talk to her about what I want to do and get her approval without really giving her the full story, Mm -hmm. that's going to lead to a bad decision because there's shadiness and that's going to cause a problem. But the question becomes, what inside of me would allow myself to withhold that information like what do i believe about her or what what do i believe about what it is that i want that is more important than my relationship to her my responsibility to her and also viewing her correctly and allowing her to speak into the situation yeah so so i think that for example if i have unresolved inner conflict and i i don't want to deal with it that's gonna that's gonna there's something that that's robbing from me
1: yeah you know in business and um speak they call it opportunity cost where you, you need to count what are you losing by what you won't gain it's like you're not counting the gains you're losing by not doing that hard thing yeah it's like pay the small cost for the big gain yeah but you got to look past that
0: which is the opposite of how a credit card works. Yeah. A credit card is pleasure now, pay later, but with interest, 18 to 24%. So a credit card is great if you pay it off that month and you never buy things you don't have cash for, mm-hmm. then you win and they send you back money. That's mm-hmm. cool. But if you are buying things that you can't afford, instead of you investing money and getting, you know, dividends, you're going to pay interest. Yeah. And that 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 means that you're Not only are you working for money, but you're working overtime for money versus eventually, as you become an investor, money working for you, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the difference. That's what rich people really understand and Mm -hmm. poor people don't understand.
1: Yeah. I mean, just real speak, think about like families, how many relationships go years just hurt and broken and not reconciled just because of not having that one hard conversation. Yes, like so much pain could be yeah, saved. Yeah, I, I think yeah.
0: that marriages can be saved. Yeah, businesses, churches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's such a that's a whole nother. Um, now I want to help those people who are just hearing. Like, I do have an inner conflict. Okay, prayer and worship is a place where we deal with the inner conflict. Prayer is a place where we exchange God's will for ours. Prayer is not me manipulating God to do what I want. And, and you know, one of the things that a manipulator does, a manipulator is someone who withholds information to shape your mentality on what they're talking about so that they can make you agree with them instead of speak the truth to them. You have to be real careful when you listen to people because a lot of times people are trying to manipulate you by withholding information from you mm-hmm. to try to shape your mindset about something. And I'm really when I listen, I listen really carefully because I'm like, like, read the fine print. Like, you know, um, okay. the word is where we get clarity about the nature of the conflict. There is victory in community. Your level of honesty and transparency is a part of what determines how you will experience community in community. There is accountability, which is what makes victory sustainable. Um, That's a huge, huge thing. Um, these are all ways to have victory over this inner conflict that you may be having. Now you may be like, I don't have an inner conflict. Okay, that's cool. I got questions for you. Don't worry. Um, do you need to ask forgiveness of anyone? Like, is there someone I'm speaking to the listener or is there someone that you need to not say I'm sorry only, but show them you're sorry. It's like, um, Sorry changes nothing. Change changes everything. It's, it's really critical. Here's another one y- y- Is there someone you need to forgive? Mm-hmm. And don't wait till they say they're sorry because they may never say they're sorry, but them being sorry should not determine you being free. Mm-hmm. You know, you releasing that forgiveness is really important. It's Christ like. That's what Jesus did for us. We weren't saying, oh, I'm so sorry. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. That was God's hard wire to say, I'll be merciful to you if you can receive it. Humble yourself and admit you need it. That's To me, that's good news. And that's the gospel. Um, are you living with unresolved conflict? Unresolved conflict leaves you with confusion and steals your confidence. Like when I think of Christians, I don't think of courage and confidence. I think of tired, beat up, Complaining, difficult, frustrating. It's like first world Christians, they, they talk like they live in the third world. <laughs> like their life is so difficult when in reality, six billion people would trade places with them. Mm-hmm. And it's not that difficult. They're making it difficult because of these unresolved conflicts, mm-hmm. these undealt with situations, these these conversations that they have yet to have with themselves and with others. Mm. Um, is there something you need to stop immediately? Is there something you need to finish? Like, have you started something you need to finish? That one rings true in, in my own life. Um, is there something you need to start? Like, has God told you that there's something you know you need to get after? Um, it, this is a tough question. Um, but if you, speaking to the listener, if you were observing your own life, would you be inspired? Like, if people look at your life is your life inspiring? So if you're a Christian and people are looking at you and you're the only epistle that they'll ever read, you're the only Bible that they'll ever read, would they be like, yo, I want some of that? Or would they be like, no thanks? (laughs) You know, um, these are are questions that we have to ask ourselves. And another question is, when I ask that question, that may really sting. That may really sting. So you, you have to ask yourself, Do you have self-bitterness? People are like, what's that? Self-bitterness is when you are upset at yourself because of decisions that you've made that have hurt you or people you care about. I had that. It was under the radar for a while. And when the Holy Spirit addressed it in my life, it was like me receiving the forgiveness that Jesus gave and, and putting that in my own account he paid for it, but it was like me cashing it in. Mm, that's good. And if he would forgive me, then I should forgive me. Yeah, and, and that was something that led to breakthroughs in a few areas of my life. And I think that how it goes is people live with self-pity and it gives birth to self-bitterness. And then that, if you don't check that, that leads to self-hatred and self-destruction. And it's a real nasty downward spiral mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people who are holding themselves hostage because they did things that they know they shouldn't do. And now they're eating the fruit of what they know they shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. And now they're living in shame, separated from people that can really help them because they're upset with themselves because they know that they could have got help Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't have did what they did, but they won't humble themselves and they're letting shame steal their future. Yep.
1: And that's exactly where the devil wants to keep you in that loop. Yeah, of shame, guilt, self pity, but you have a way
0: out. There's Jesus, a way out. Jesus, Jesus. extends his, his hand. Yeah, yeah, and and the, and the God that we serve is a God who extends a hand, not points a finger. Yeah, and and so that's important. Now, another thing to really consider, if you want to have courage and you want to have good success and you want to live in purpose and you want to live in prosperity, because success was God's idea. It wasn't Wall Street. The first word, the first place you hear success. In the Bible, it's God talking to Joshua. So obedience to the word and being faithful to the purpose of God in your life is what leads to the success and prosperity that God promises. Um, Another thing that you have to realize is that when Joshua is fighting a war, he needs men to fight that war with. And those men had to get circumcised. They had to get healed. They had to get ready because they were going to head to conflict. And then they had to be tested to see, could they follow instructions? Mm. The whole thing with Jericho, like men who are gonna be ready for war have to be tested, can they follow instructions? Um, and so there's a whole bunch of things that I would say are important if you wanna live in purpose and you wanna have courage and you wanna eat the fruit of courage and have good success. But but I think that identifying meaningful relationships or people that you can walk this out with, I think is really important. Um, for example, I'll give you how to identify some of these relationships. Like, if you had a serious problem, who would you reach out to? Speaking to the listener, dear listener, if you had a serious problem, who would you call? You have to take mental note of that. If you had an amazing opportunity, who would you call? Who would you tell about it? Who would you ask for input on it? Who? Who can speak into your life? Here's another one. Have you ever given anyone permission to tell you you're wrong? Because if you have not given anyone permission and you don't give the right people permission to tell you you're wrong, it's easy for you to drift and stray. Um, that's like, who has permission to tell you you're wrong? Um, that's that's really important. Now, who are two or three people you can clearly identify that God brought into your life to help you grow? These are important relationships. I mean, this is this is, let me ask you this. Are you honoring those relationships? Are you investing in those relationships? Are you spending any effort in cultivating relationships that can help you grow? So it starts with your relationship with God, Seeking Jesus, reading the word, praying, being in a worshiping community, being in community with people who want to obey Jesus, even in the midst of their own weakness and their own humanity, people that are trying to walk after the Lord and walk with the Lord together. Yeah. But are you cultivating relationships that can help you grow? You
1: know, a lot of these people that could help you grow, they see who you can become, not who you were. That's how you could identify them. Yeah. Yeah, and they call that out in you.
0: Yeah, they speak to who you're becoming. And you see that all in Jesus. Jesus says, you're the light of the world. They weren't shining. <laughs> you're the salt of the earth. They were salty. They weren't the salt of the earth at that time. You're a city set on a hill. They were they were fighting over position. But he was speaking to who they're becoming. Mm-hmm. And and that's important, too. Like, when you surround yourself with people, are these people that speak faith? And faith doesn't mean, you know, we disregard all sense of reality and try to numb ourselves with a delusional belief about reality. Faith actually helps us transcend the current reality and get breakthrough in it. And I mean, this is, but so are you surrounding yourself with people of faith, like-minded people who are walking in the same direction? Mm -hmm. That's a really, really important question. So I will leave the listeners with who has god put in your life to help you who have you given permission to speak into your life and what are you going to do with some of the questions that you were asked today because these questions are for your growth think of this as courage coaching i'm 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 giving you kind of like dk and i are just encouraging you and challenging you to think about some things that maybe you weren't thinking about because if you want to do something new and go somewhere you haven't done Uh, you know, you want to do something you haven't done and go somewhere you haven't went. You're going to need courage. And courage means you're going to have to confront things going on inside of you and things on the outside.
1: Yeah. And can I say one thing about courage? Courage doesn't mean that you'll never feel fear, but it's in the face of fear, do you choose the right thing? That's what courage is. And, you know, we just encourage you that if any of these questions, you know, you feel like I don't want to go there, those are the places you want to go to. That's the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and the whole part of encouragement is to actually help impart courage yep. for the challenge ahead, for the crisis ahead, for the difficult questions, for the conflict, for the inner conflict, for the doing things, uh, you know, finishing what you started and stopping what you know you shouldn't be doing and just the simple things that God has already shown you clearly in the scripture and even in your own mind that you you need to be doing or not be doing, people you need to be with or people you need to not be with. These are, these are you know, the people that you run with also shape the trajectory of your life and the pace of your life. I mean, one time I was praying and the Lord said to me, you want to cut your problems in half? And I said, sure. He's like, hang out with people twice your age because older people are non, uh, they're less problematic, less drama. They have less to prove. They have less time to waste so they, their priorities are different. So being around people like that will help you. Because every time people speak, they're speaking from a position. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm speaking to someone who's learned 20 or 30 years more than me. Mm-hmm. So they're accelerating me if I can shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I that's hope that's a... been helpful. We really love you guys. We yeah. maybe don't know exactly <laughs> who you are, but we the whole point of the Be Transformed podcast is for you to be transformed. And uh, if there's no change, there won't be no transformation. And, s- and some of those changes really do require courage. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you will have the courage to make the necessary changes and to live in the benefit and the breakthrough of making those right decisions. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thanks
1: for listening.
0: Adam Levecki here. On behalf of DK, Kim, and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you found this helpful, please subscribe, share and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.